0: You to turn to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter number four. Ecclesiastes, chapter number four. I want to look at verse number nine, and I'm going to read just a couple of verses. And uh, if you have it, you can follow along. If not, you can listen as I read. The Bible says this, Two are better than one, because they have good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe unto him that is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, they shall have heat. But how can one be warm alone? and if one prevail against him two shall withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken thank you. you may be seated as i've said earlier i'm glad you've chosen to be here with us on this special day every day is special but sundays are very special I like coming and meeting with the family our church family is well, we have a family meeting when we get together, and uh, we meet from with the Lord, and we talk to the Father, and we praise the Lord, and uh, we have a good time in God's house. In light of what's going on in the world, I, I think it's important that we're stronger together. Sometimes we think that we're better off alone, but that's not true. The Bible talks about, "...bear ye one another's burdens," and so fulfill the law of Christ. That's what we're in this life to do, is to bear the burdens of those that we come in contact with. You all have hurts and pains and difficulties and even prayer requests and and, and strifes that we'll never see. But we can pray for you, and we can help you if we can by helping shoulder those burdens and, and bearing those burdens. You know, as a church, we are collectively the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. And to do his work, we have to grow our relationships with each other. And so it's not just a group of friends and family within your own church, as some people think it is. It includes those who are gathering in the church around us. We're part of the body of Christ. On the other side of the country, it doesn't matter. Around the world, it doesn't matter. They're meeting together today to do the same thing that we're doing here because we're stronger together. And when you think about going through trials or going through difficult times, pandemics, you don't immediately pick up your Bible and go to the book of Ecclesiastes. It's not one that people readily pick up and say, well, it's just a comforting book. Ecclesiastes isn't comforting, all that comforting. It has some pretty dire Consequences in it. I mean, if if you think Solomon was the author of it, um, he says there's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to reap, a time to sow, a time to mend. But you know, sometimes we do a better job than at other times at being the hands and feet of Jesus. Other times we do a lousy job of it, calling on us to represent Jesus Christ. I know everyone in here has a personal story or an experience that you've gone through, at least in the church. Some good, but some not so good. Some life-saving and some detrimental to your walk. And so for those of you who experience the church as a painful place to go, I'm sorry for your hurts. I may not know you each, individually or your personal stories but I do know how deep and wide and how high and how pure God's love is for each one of you. I'm truly sorry for your pain that you may have experienced when the actions of another may have maybe some of his followers caused you pain or fell short of the contradiction of his love for you. Whatever the path is for each one of you. I'm glad you're here. And we welcome you. And hopefully, our folks are friendly to you. If not, come and see me. We're excited to be here together, at least I am. I'm excited about getting back to church. I know we've been meeting together for a little while. And we've, we've tried to make available every possible means of, tra- uh, of not transportation, of communication uh, whether it's on the short-term radio or short-wave radio in a short distance or online, people around the world comment. Uh, Some of our missionaries are are tuning in today. And, um, you know, we're trying to get the message of the gospel into the regions beyond. Why are we doing that? Why are we taking the expense to tell this whole world about Jesus Christ? Because he is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. And that's the reason we we care about people, as Jesus did. If there was ever a doubt or a sense of taking it for granted, the COVID-19 pandemic has sure reminded us of how we need each other. Not only does a pastor need its fellowship with the flock, but we need the fellowship with each other. You don't know what you've got until it's gone. And I've said that in Sunday school this morning. Some people don't realize that we're meeting back together, and there are some churches that won't be meeting until 2021. But praise the Lord, we can get together. We need to be safe. We need to protect ourselves. And even that, sometimes people still get sick. We don't know what we have until it's gone. Sometimes we think of that as a, a cliche or just a a quote or a little saying, but it's more than that to us. The truth is we've distanced ourselves from each other. It's provided a powerful reminder of the value and importance of the need to connect with people. We may be close, but sometimes we don't feel close. We're a family. We're fitly framed together. That's what the body is. And so we've all been living the most tangible reminder that in our collective lifetimes that we need each other. We belong to a community. And that we're much stronger together. Amen? We talk about Ecclesiastes chapter number 4, it's one of the Bible's wisdom books. I like the book of Proverbs. A Proverbs a day keeps the devil at bay. There's 31 Proverbs. Most of our months have 31 days. You read a Proverbs uh, chapter of Proverbs every day, and it'll give you strength for that day. But the Bible here in Ecclesiastes, it's usually attributed to Solomon, the wisest man to ever live, although it doesn't exactly say that in the book of Ecclesiastes, we're familiar with the different proverbs that Solomon wrote, but it can be a little bit hard in Ecclesiastes to read. It can sound downright, well, bleak, if you will, in different places as the writer explores the futilities of life. It's all emptiness. It's useless. Vanity. Ultimately, the book walks through the ironies and the empty pursuits of life as we read through it, and pointing us always, always, always to trust God as the only way. That brings us to our passage today as we look at this. And, you know, uh, most of us, we've used a rope at one time or another, not just as separation barriers. Now, Ropes are very important. I don't know if you've looked at a rope lately. They're pretty strong. Um, I don't know if I'd go water skiing with this one. Now if you were, were to go water skiing, they have a very taut rope that is very strong. and uh, You wouldn't want to go water skiing with something like this. In fact, this would be laughable if somebody, and you'd end up very wet if you tried to go water skiing with something like this. or. If you were to climb, say, one of the faces of uh, Yosemite Park, they have some places where you can climb, free climb or climb with ropes and have carabiners where you hook on and you would want something that was strong and not a piece of yarn to climb with or or else you would be at the bottom of the ravine. And the same thing is true. If you look at a, a rope, and I don't encourage you to look at these, but there's many strands that make up a rope. And it doesn't matter, from day one, when they first made the very first rope, it's made of many strands. You know, we're compared to rope in the scriptures here. It's talking about a uh, threefold cord is not easily broken. If you're by yourself, it's kind of easy to get wayward. It's easy to get distracted. It's easy to break away, and nobody really feels any different. But let me tell you, if there's an accountability I have an accountability to you. You have accountability to me. We have an accountability to each other. If somebody's missing, it's noticeable. And it hurts. The rope becomes less strong when it becomes less people, if you will. If you were to talk about an anchor holding on to Jesus Christ, you would want something so strong that it doesn't break. No matter what waves come in our lives, or what problems come in our lives, or what issues that we face, we want that anchor to be strong and true, don't we? The rope represents Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know, when we when we think about a twofold or a threefold cord, it's not easily broken. It's hard to break something that is intertwined with each other. And so. Uh, rope is a pretty amazing tool. We use it, well, maybe not every day, but we use it a lot. Back in the Bible times, they used it for hitching animals up or doing different things. And, and, and the same thing is we use rope at, at different times in our life. I, I think of Brother Eddie. He uses a rope to lead the old mule around and his horses. We use Rope for towing cars sometimes. Now, we use tow trucks too, but there are times that we use rope for individual purposes. Did you know God uses us? As we're stronger in the Lord together, uh, it's, it's interesting to see that it's easy to get distracted from our purpose when we're away from the body. It's easy to see that we can become our own an island to ourself if you will but where there's an encourager or somebody that says hey listen we've missed you hey listen we've been thinking about you we've been praying for you boy that's an encouraging thing to know that there's an accountability of bearing one another's burdens you know you think about the pyramids in egypt and how they were built without big cranes and big machines and They used a lot of rope to tie around the big rocks, and they used the muscles of other people together, joined together as they're rolling those stones along logs to get them into place. It's a marvel how they did that with just a few strands of rope. The important thing is that rope, it has always been made by twisting and weaving multiple strands or fibers together to make it stronger into one strand, or the one strand by itself won't be very strong at all. In its earliest forms, people wove uh, grass or reeds and bark of some sort together to make them uh, rope-like. And so uh, as time passed, people learned how to use fibers from uh, plants. Whatever the material they used, the weaving of it together multiplied its strength into a more powerful rope. And actually, if we were to pull this nylon rope apart, you would see that there's a pattern that repeats itself over and over again. The thinnest fibers are spun together into yarns, which are woven together into strands, which are then braided into one rope. And we're very much the same, are we not? We are like rope. We are stronger together as we're woven together by and with Jesus Christ. You know what the Bible says? For with me you can do everything. Paul even said it, I can do all things through Christ. But without me ye can do nothing. We use the scriptures that I've read at weddings. Sometimes they'll they'll braid three strands of rope, one representing the husband, one representing the wife, and one representing the Holy Spirit or Jesus himself, interwoven into that relationship. Without Jesus, you can do nothing. But with Jesus, you can do all things. In any given situation, whether it's business, whether it's a relationship, or even with a church, it's better to be woven with Christ, is it not? And if you don't know Christ, let me tell you, there's strength in Christ. There's strength. We're stronger in Christ. And um, the Apostle Paul understood this as he was going through difficult times in his life. He was thrown in jail for preaching the gospel. He was beat. He was left for dead. He was shipwrecked. But he said this, Philippians 4.13, One we claim, a verse that we know, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Paul knew that he had to be interwoven with Christ for him to be effective. The same thing is true with us bigger picture he was describing a reliance on jesus christ not self-sufficiency i can do it by myself but on jesus christ paul understood that christ was his life not just a part of his life it consumed his life he was stronger together with christ and you can be stronger with 15 verse 1. The Bible says this, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye except ye abide in me. Hey are you abiding? stronger in him see if you're abiding by yourself without Christ then you're not very strong spiritually speaking Jesus drew examples from the situations that he placed uh, he was placed in and so his disciples may have been walking past or seated on a hillside overlooking a vineyard and um, we've seen the pictures probably I, I don't know if anybody was alive that really painted the pictures but it's a beautiful picture. I am the vine, he tells him. You are the branches. You have to abide in me. You have to stay close to me. This whole year, we've been trying to tell and trying to talk and trying to preach, trying to teach. Stay close to the Lord. Stay close to the Lord. Stay close to the Lord. Why? Because things will get worse. Not a scary tactic. Not a trying to make people panic it's going to get worse before it gets better we need to stay close to the lord the closer we are to the lord the less of what the devil does will affect us the the devil will try to unravel your rope he'll try to unravel your life he'll try to do everything to distract you from staying Nothing can separate you from the love of God. said three things my name is uh, and there was something else they said and then they said this person is holding my robe. it means that person has helped them find Jesus they've been discipling me talking to me about the Lord this person is holding my robe. or if you're part of a bigger braid. It's part of something bigger than you. He puts you exactly where he can use you. You know, as we close our time together today, I I, I return to the rope for a minute. and I look at it, nothing can really break the rope. I mean, a pair of scissors or a knife or a flame could cut it, but together... It can't be broken just by pulling it apart. I mean, some of you might be strong enough, and you can pull this apart with no problem. Some of the ladies I'm talking about. But you think about doubling it. Tripling it. It's really strong now. Think about the church. If you're one of the pieces, the braids that are missing... Over time, you'll become weak. Anything will distract you. Anything will pull your life apart. But together, think of what we can accomplish. We can do great things for the Lord together. Been here, how many years have we been here? 45 years. Can you believe? Where's the time gone? I, I'm not just talking about this year, 45 years. Three quarters of my life. Long time. You know what? God has great things in store as we are interwoven together with Him. And the closer we get to Him, the tighter the weave. The better we are with Him. Draw nigh to Him. Oh, it's so good to be close to the Lord. Because no matter what happens, you can't become unraveled from God. You can't lose your salvation, amen? Once you're saved, that you may know that you have eternal life. Nobody can take you out of his hand. Nobody can take you away from him. And boy, that's a good thing to know. But then now he places us in the body where we're fitly framed together. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Let's stand with our heads bowed. Hopefully your faith isn't like this little piece of twine. Just easily broken. Hopefully, your faith is strong like the rope. And you're trusting the Lord for all the decisions in your life and trusting Him with the results. Because if you don't trust Him with the results and leave the results up to Him, you'll trust Him and then take the results and say, I'll do it my way, Lord. No, God, I want to do it your way. Father, we thank you so much that you put us exactly where you can use us. Lord, we thank you for salvation. That's so freely given. We thank you for Jesus who died on the cross for our sins. And Lord, if there's anyone here that does not know you as their Savior, Lord, we ask you to convict them and help them to understand the importance of being woven together, abiding in Christ. Watch over this brief invitation that we have. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. You know, the invitation.